Hello again, and welcome to the Cinema Dump for the second part of our Batman special, uh, joined yet again by Adam Campia. So, let's get on with it. I think before we talk about the Nolan films, because Batman and Robin should go fuck itself, but yeah. um, before we talk about the Nolan Batmans, should we have a little chat about the animated ones, and then yeah. we'll perhaps talk about Batman and other media, i.e. the Arkham games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's, cool. so, that's right, that's all. We'll go on. Uh, well, I mean, uh, there's, there's actually several of the Batman feature-length animated movies. I mean, the, the TV series itself was brilliant. I mean, I did sort of um, illegally download uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of episodes of that, um, you know, a couple of years ago. It's very Burton-influenced, isn't it? Uh, I mean, yeah, even very Burton-influenced. Uh, I think um, Danny Elfman did some of the themes to it, I think. Yeah, and it, one thing you do notice, because when you watch the pilot episode, it's wonderfully animated. And I remember mm. thinking, Christ, I, f- I didn't realise animation was this good in the 90s. Yeah. And then, obviously, they got commissioned to make a 24-episode season. Didn't have the time. And uh, the, the animation drops you're yeah. watching you're watching ghostbusters the cartoon yeah, yeah. or hey, the characters and the storytelling still great but though. yeah it's still great and it's the um i mean the there's the wonderful first appearance of the scarecrow when he oh, yeah, uh, and, he, and he, he he fucks batman over yeah, yeah. and um he's 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 all like tripped out on hallucinogens on the scarecrow's fear gas mm. and the, it has this wonderful bit where you've got kevin conroy who for a lot of people is batman oh totally uh you know kevin conroy's voice and he has the lines where he goes like uh, when he's when he's regaining his senses and he goes, I am fear, I am the night, I am the Batman. Yes. He's and like, yes. And you just, you know, I think as a child, I, I don't remember watching it as a child, but as a child I would have been like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Like, it's, yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, and, and we were talking earlier about the rogues gallery in the 60s. Yeah, so yeah. This was the real um, showcase for the rogues gallery of the 90s. Oh, totally, you know, yeah. when you started getting the likes of, of Bane and, and Two-Face yeah. and all the other characters that were created with the idea that they would be dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, they were being put out there and there's some really great... A lot of people argue that you know, the depiction of, say, Bane, for example, was yeah. a lot more powerful in the animated series than it was in the uh, in the movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the animated series itself is just fantastic. It's great sort of... For, for sort of, like, man-child people like us. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to just sit and wallow out and watch. It is, yeah. It's, I mean, um, I mean, they even managed to do characters like Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah. Right, he's threatening and but very sympathetic. You feel really sorry for the guy in, in the animated series. Yeah, you understand where he's coming from. So, I mean, um, basically, they, they those guys. I mean, you're talking about the same studio that made like Animaniacs and things. They know how to write. Well, their the, um, writers are phenomenal. The, sort of a, studio, the, the, the animation they? directors of those movies were uh, sort of well-known manga uh, oh, and uh, anime. You know, right. the, the, you, you look at the credits and. The, when you get to the animation department, it's a, it's a list names. of Japanese names. Yes, you right. know, it's, it's so you get that aesthetic and the the movement yeah. and things is very anime style. And that that coupled with really good writing is yeah. basically just you know you've struck you know, gold. So I mean, like if we, if we talk about a couple of um the the sort of key feature films, the, mm. the one um we were talking about before we started recording was uh, Mask of the Phantasm. It was the only, the only Batman animated that was released in cinemas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, there was a lot of people arguing that you know, this is actually a, a, a plot and a quality of filmmaking that rivals Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. That was an argument that was put forward. Yeah. And I agree with that completely. There was a, in terms of what you see of Bruce Wayne's humanity in it, mm. it's, um, I mean, if people haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil certain elements of it because we're yeah. discussing them, but um, there's 
he there's uh, the uh, this new vigilante called the the Phantasm yeah. uh, appears, and it's, I don't think they even actually really give it a name, but uh, it's, it's in the title. It's something, yeah, it's you know because it's, they it's, think it's ba- everyone thinks it's Batman yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, everybody thinks it's Batman, but it's you know this this vigilante going a step further than Batman, actually killing these crooks and mobsters, and it transpires to be uh, Bruce Wayne's new love interest. And that she's her key person that she's hunting down. The sort of ace in her deck that she's hunting is is the Joker. Yeah. And she um, eventually finds the Joker. And it's it's right at the point they're in sort of Joker's abandoned fairground. And it's it's his um, it's not his abandoned fairground. It's the uh, city of the future. Oh God, yes, of course yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's the city of the future. Yeah. So it's all the sort of futurist yeah. satire. You know, yeah. there's, there's so much intelligence within those yeah, films yeah, yeah. that yeah. is overlooked. But he, um, and the, yeah, and of course it's it's Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yes, so, <laughs> we should talk about uh, it. Yeah, um, but it, and he's menacing, and it's mm. like the mob turn to him when they've got no one else, and the, there's a real fear of the Joker. Well, he was. I don't know if you remember, but in the storyline for that, he was he was in. Because basically she's hunting down the people who are responsible, the the gang which her father got involved with, he was a stockbroker or something, yeah. got involved with, and they were responsible for killing them. Well, the Joker, before he was the Joker, was a member of the gang. Yeah. And he's the person it's hinted at, killed her father. So it's, it's again, a, a different origin story for the Joker yeah, than Alan yeah. Moore established. So... Um but yeah, he, he, uh, she, she, there's this this point that I I love. It's one of my favorite moments in all the Batman movies. Um, like all of them was right at the end when there's uh, the Joker's on his knees yeah. and there's the Phantasm there and with Joker on his knees and Batman's there and then I think she she unmasks she and does, Batman yeah. Batman realizes who she is. And he says something like, you know, um, oh, you, you don't kill him. You're crossing a line. If you kill him, you're becoming one of them. Yeah. And she says something, you know, Bruce, this doesn't involve you. Um, and there's just this, you know, it's just, it's a simple drawing, but it was the look on, on Bruce Wayne's face that's almost as if, like, because the, she then sets off a smoke bomb. The Joker starts cackling yeah. and the smoke disappears and they're gone. Yeah. And they're gone. And it's like this moment when Bruce Wayne, who we all love as the Dark Knight, is the serious hard man. Yeah. He feels like a boy. Yeah. He feels like a small boy in a yeah. game played by adults that he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. He's really know. good. He, he um, if I remember correctly, I watched, actually watched it today very weirdly. Um, he, um, what happens is the, um, the city of the future is exploding because Joker's yeah. rigged it with explosions. And Bruce is trying to, st- he's, she's got hold of him and Bruce wants to try and stop her doing what she's doing. But a bomb goes off yeah. and he gets knocked back into the sewer. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's pretty much hinted that that they were either disappeared or killed in the explosion. Um, for me, that entire film though is fascinating and really nice because it shows what could have happened to Bruce. Because at one point he goes to his parents' grave, yeah. and he sent them, "I know I made you a promise. I promised I would protect people, but things have changed. I'm happy. I never thought I would be happy." I can't do it anymore. And he's going to give up. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't really even started being Batman. He can't do it anymore because he's with her. Um, and then you get this wonderful scene where he stops a crime in the street as Bruce Wayne. He stops this guy getting mugged by this motorbike gang. I think, uh, I believe he jumps in the air and punches the motorbike yeah, driver. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. But he then gets distracted by hair stood at the sidelines because he realises that he can't be Batman if there is someone worried about him to come home to. Yeah. So that entire sort of like dilemma that he's in, it's it's fascinating to put the character into that. Um, and like you said, 
they did it in that film far better than most people have done in the cinematic proper yeah. cinematic. I mean, it's only an hour, an hour and fourteen minutes long. That film, yeah, it's a short movie. It's and it's, um, and it's great. It's yeah. fantastic. And like you said, that is to a lot of people that is Batman. That it, well, yeah. to me, that is Batman. That's this for for me with Batman. There's there's the there's the campiness and the comic bookness, and then there's the serious darkness, which we went very much into in the modern films. And for me. Perfect Batman is in the middle there, yeah, right in the centre there, uh, straddling the line. That's that's exactly it for me. I mean, I I do love the modern movies, I love Burton's movies, but it's that uh, exact line between realism and surrealism, essentially. You know that um, sort of that line between believable and comic booky and cartoon. And there's certain the animated movies and the and the video games, you know, the Arkham games do straddle that line perfectly. Yeah, they do absolutely. Well, I mean. They did a couple of other films, didn't they? They did the uh, they did Sub Zero, which was one with Mister Freeze, yeah, and they did uh, Mystery of the Bat Girl, I think it was called as well. Can't remember much about them. Similar sort of quality, really, to the Mask of the Phantasm. I thought I think they were slightly lesser. They were more extended yes, animated yes, shows. Yeah, suppose, yeah. Um, the uh, the one that I saw was um, I want to say that it's called Under the Red Hood, but uh, it was. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, under the um, woman's hood, yeah. uh, but <laughs> <laughs> under the fisherman's hood, under the labial hood. Uh, oh, you disgusting boy! <laughs> but yes, um, no, I think it was under the red hood, and it was one of the more modern animated Batman movies. Oh, was it, it wasn't one of the Batman of the Futures ones because no, no, the Batman was, Return of the Joker. Didn't there they? was all all that stuff as well, um, which was pretty good. But not Batman Return of the Joker was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was um, the. Under the Red Hood, and it's it's got Nightwing in it, and uh, it opens with um, the uh, second, sorry, the the first, no, no, one minute about uh, the second. You're Robin. talking bollocks. Yes, talking bollocks. <laughs> this, this is like a whole bottle oh, of wine gone. It's over an hour of talking bollocks. What yes, am I talking it's about? An hour and fourteen minutes yes. so far. Um, but yeah, there's um, it opens with the second Robin being beaten to death by the Joker. Yeah, that. Uh, and books. it's, it's um, called the the book's called Death in a Family. Yes, Is that what uh, it's, it, it well? begins with that. It's not Death in the Family. Right. The family. It begins yeah. with that. Um, and it's, um, oh, what's his name? It, it, Bender from Futurama is the voice of the Joker. He played, um, what do you call him in Gears of War? Yes, Marcus, Marcus Phoenix. Marcus Phoenix yeah. And I, I'm awful because I can't remember his name and I really yeah. like him as a voice actor. Yeah, but he's good. To say he took over from Mark Hamill as the voice of the Joker right. and still kind of made it his own um, without trying to imitate Mark Hamill. You know, he, he does a good job. Yeah. Um, but it opens with that and then cuts to present day, Batman's tortured, uh, you know, can't believe that he led a young boy to his death, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then new vigilante turns upon the scene, as always seems to happen in these Batman movies. <laughs> new vigilante turns upon the scene, who's killing people? And it's a guy with a red mask on. Right. Um, and uh, Batman's like, well, who's this guy, you know, and then Nightwing turns up and it's the first time Nightwing has ever been in any uh, motion picture version, yeah, like yeah. moving picture image version. It's the first time Nightwing's been outside of the comics. Yeah. Uh, and to explain that, they even have some thugs who, him when Nightwing shows up, they go, who the hell's that guy? Is that Robin? He goes, yeah. no, no, that's the old Robin. He's now Nightwing. Yeah. And it's like, Exposition. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he turns up and helps Batman and he goes, you know, you need some help with this, this new guy. He's a bit crazy and then batman tracks him down and he calls him bruce and he realizes oh shit this is the robin that got killed yeah 
and um, all of his, all of the the Red Hoods, um, it's Red Hood or Red Mask, something yeah. like that. But he's um, uh, orchestrated all these crime murders, all these assassinations to try and get the mob to turn to the Joker right. and get the Joker out of Arkham. Got you. And uh, there's a brilliant scene where the mob go to the Joker and um, they go, uh, you know, there's the mob boss. I can't remember his name. He's got a black, oh, Black Mask. Oh, the is Black the, Mask yeah, is the black mask. awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, it's... Um, uh, Black Skull. Yeah, but he, he's, he's yeah. sat in this uh, padded cell with yeah. his mobsters all around him and the Joker he, sat there. Because the mask he he put on his face was made out of the coffin of his parents, which he murdered, and Batman injured him and it welded itself to his face. Nice. Black Skull. <laughs> black Skull, I think it's Black Skull, yeah. Well, he, he sat yeah. and he's, he's going to the Joker, he's a good right? Villain. You know, we, we need some help and this yeah. is why we've got our last resort. We've turned to you. Yeah. And he goes, and Joker's and he goes, can I have a drink of water? And then go, mm, get him one. Give him, give him a glass of water, yeah. and he drinks it, and he gulps it all down. Then he goes, mm, mm, mm. smashes the glass, stabs the guy behind him in the neck, pulls his gun out, <laughs> shoots the other six men in the room, yeah. puts the gun down, and then uh, Black Mask still sat there, and, he, and then he goes, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, but I need some new guys. <laughs> These guys are kind of dead guys. <laughs> it's, just, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but he, um, it, it sort of transpires. You know, the the reformed Robin, who's now on homicidal killing spree, wants yeah. to face up to the Joker and kill him. Yeah. And yeah, ends up with the, that classic showdown of Batman deciding whether or not because it, it has. But Bruce Wayne, you know, debating in his head how many people have died because I've let this one man live. Yeah, yeah. And it comes down to that whole old dilemma he has in his head: should yeah. I kill the Joker or, yeah. or not? And yeah. it's it's a great film, actually. It's a different voice cast. It's not Kevin Conroy. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's completely new voice cast. But I'll have to check that out. Yes. Well, before we move on to the more, more modern of the Batman films, yeah. we just talk a little bit about. I'm a bit of a fan. I must say. The Arkham games. Yes. They've made games around Batman. They made Arkham Asylum, which uh, I played many years ago when it first came out, and I've just actually, funnily enough, finished playing it on my my Mac here. They released it mm. for Mac, and I've been playing it again. Um, and Arkham City. If you played them both? Uh, of course, yes. Finished yes. them both. Um, you know what you were saying about this middle ground that I love? Mm. Those two games are it. Yeah. If, if I could have seen those cinematic, I would have pissed my pants. That is... With pure love, joy, yes, sweet. Yes. That is Batman perfection as far as I'm concerned. I, I actually thought exactly the same thing after I played Arkham Asylum. I just thought, this is the perfect iteration of Batman. This, yeah. this is it. It's, it's, it's dark. It's moody. You, you're really into the story. There's threat. There's danger. Yeah. Yet, it's also fun and surreal and um ca- there's caricatured people there yeah yeah, yeah it's it was exactly my feeling and about um it. well they took um they pretty much used the voice cast from the animated series so you've mm. got Ken- kevin conroy and uh mark hamill mm. but they took joker to a bit of an extra level on this one didn't they? he's he, sick fucking yes uh, <laughs> isn't he? he's uh mark hamill i've seen interviews with him and he has said that he loves doing the joker's voice and he, the, the rumors going around for a long time that he wasn't going to do it after the games yeah and he's since said i'll i'll keep doing this as long as they keep making yeah. them but his joker's laugh is brilliant I, I believe he, he used the phrase when he was doing one of the animated movies said i had to find new vocabularies of laughter yeah because most so much of his dialogue is him cackling yeah he had to yeah. find different 
versions of his laughter. Yeah, and... he does. He, in, in, in those games, he's fantastic. And the nil, all the characters in that scarecrow is yeah. amazing in it. Uh, you never, well, you, do you see the Riddler in the second one? If you do all yeah, the Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. he's, uh, he, well, he's on video screens. Ah, yes, he is, yeah. And, you know, he's kind of got that, it's strange in my eyes when you when you're in the second one and yeah. it's in Arkham City this yeah. uh, you know whole section of Gotham yeah. overrun by criminals and psychopaths yeah. and lunatics yet the Riddler has managed to put all of his lovely little green ornaments in every <laughs> yeah. facet of the city yeah, and yeah. you got to think right who's actually in charge here is it the the sort of muscle bound lunatic stalk in the street yeah. or is it the mastermind that's managed to decorate <laughs> the whole city with his ingenious puzzles <laughs> like, that that is a very valid point I mean. Uh, well, yeah, you've got the Riddler in there. I really like the way they did Penguin. Yeah. Uh, rather than having a um, monocle, it's the bottom of a uh, a, like, bot- a, a smashed bottle, bottle. That's yeah. like wedged in. That's that fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, if you haven't, I mean, even if you don't play games, go online, check out some videos of some of the uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City because aesthetically, storyline, characters, everything is just, for us, is just sort of bang on from where yeah. the way it should have <laughs> went. I mean, then, okay, so, well, Moving on from that, we we get to the modern iterations of Batman. Yes. We we skip forward a few years. Batman hasn't really done a lot as far as cinema goes. Um and, it was a um, lull. Yeah. And um a Schumacher shaped lull. <laughs> oh god. Yes. Oh, uh, <sighs> you said it again. Oh. Um and then we move on to um, surprise, surprise, sort of a little bit left field yet again. Chris Nolan gets the job yeah. to do a new Batman film, and people were sort of like, at that point, he'd only had he only done Memento, Memento, and uh, he'd done Insomnia. Oh, of course, um, oh, yeah, forget about yeah. that one. I, I have like, oh, and obviously he'd done Following, which is yeah. his first movie. Like, I'll say this now. First of all, um, I am a massive Chris Nolan fan. This was. Uh, I think it was cemented by Batman Begins, but then confirmed by the Prestige. Yeah, uh, and you know, it was a complete side note. Prestige, one of my top five favorite films ever mm-hmm. made. I absolutely love that movie. But um, yeah, big Chris Nolan fan, but only knew him through Memento uh, at that point when he made Batman Begins. Mm. Uh, I remember going to see Batman Begins. I was still at university. It was two thousand five. It was my final year of university, and. Um, went to see it and I remember I left the cinema with the same feeling that I got when I watched The Matrix as a 15 year old boy Mm, that's interesting Uh, so I I left the cinema thinking fuck me I loved that movie Um, you know in in retrospect there's clear flaws with it but I remember leaving the cinema on a high thinking shit Batman is cool again yeah you know I really really enjoyed that film Mm. well for me for me, with with the Nolan Batmans, um, starting with Batman Begins, personally, I think Batman Begins is probably the weakest, maybe the second weakest, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's only I three. Have, <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Anyway, um, it has this weird effect on me, the Batman franchise, the uh, present Batman franchise, in a sense that I really I like them as films, but I'm not fussed on them as Batman films. mm um, they are terrifically made, um, beautifully shot, fairly well acted. But I didn't get the Batman feeling the the feeling I get from watching the animated series, or the feeling I get from the Arkham games, or the feeling I get from the Tim Burton films. I didn't get that, or feeling from reading the comic books. I just didn't get that. I got 
something else. D- and I, yeah, don't know I, I do know what you mean. I don't necessarily think it's a negative, but I do know exactly what you mean. It didn't have that the Gotham feel, mm. you know, which is what you're after. And Ooh, it's Chicago. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it was. I mean that that was the uh, ideology of it, wasn't it? We're yeah. going to do it in a in a real sense. Yeah, and um, you don't get that feeling, and that's exactly true. And the, the thing is, when it leans towards that feeling, it's actually to the detriment of the film. Yeah, I think that what you're saying because the the Gotham feeling is that sort of. Um, that slightly surreal um I don't know what the word I'm looking for is other than surreal that that kind of more cartoonish element of it yeah um it's like you know dark wisps of smoke yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim Burton essentially yeah, is what I'm getting at yeah. um when it leans towards that like you had the narrows in the first film yeah yeah uh, that leaned a bit towards that but sort of took it out of the realism mm. um and then second film kind of devoid of any of it mm. at all third film started to go back to it with the surreal sort of almost post-apocalyptic edge well i guess we'll get to the third film but yeah. um those points for me in the new three films were the weaker points of it right um but i think it was because it was trying to do something different yeah it was going a different angle with it got to yeah. the other ones yeah i mean the one of the main problems i had was the fact that uh um it was always touted as being this weird t- trying to take a more realistic direction. But what it comes down to is it's a dude in a suit dressed <laughs> as a bat. Fucking guy in a gym suit who punches people. It, it, <laughs> it, it, I don't understand why it has to go in the series, this sort of real direction. And it, it, it sort of caused one of my pet hates in cinema at the moment is that rather, well, other than a few films... Everyone thinks they have to make superhero films dark. 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 <laughs> I mean, have you seen the trailer for the new Superman film? Yes. It's just, oh Man my God, there's no fun there. Because you can't call it Superman. No, it has to. <laughs> and Chris Nolan produces that. Yes. The new one. Uh, why can't it just be, this doesn't have to be all fun. Why can't there just be a little bit of fun? Yeah, well. A um, little bit of this, fun. This, I'm in two minds about because I think darkness works for Batman because it's, it's the point, you know, he's, Meant to be dark, whether you go realism dark or whether you go, you know, cartoonish dark. Yeah. He's, he's meant to be dark, but it doesn't work for other superheroes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think the Avengers did this perfect. Oh, Joss Whedon. Like, How he's not it. nominated in the Oscars, Joss Whedon, for juggling so many characters, fantastic character development, and giving them all screen time. I, I, yes. Man. You know, and whilst, whilst the, the topic is not the Avengers, just yeah. to say. I believe the most crowd-pleasing film of 2012 was The Avengers and not The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love Batman, if you yeah. haven't guessed by the hour and a half of mindless babble <laughs> about Batman. Um, but to say The Avengers was, I believe, the most fun movie of last yeah. year. You know, that... And and like you said, comic book movie, fun. Yeah. And I don't think it's a Marvel DC thing, because DC, DC... Let's face it, DC have got Batman. That's it. The, Don't forget Green Lantern. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. I've, I've got my wankering that can turn into anything, and I don't create. Ooh, yeah, you know, they fucked up the DC. The cure to cancer, or yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm. Um, uh, uh, 
just on that note, yeah. on on the the other DC you roster like a of characters, just hit, yeah. yeah. Can I mention that the Justice League movie that I watched? Oh, go on then. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I recently watched um, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. It's uh, based on a comic book. Based on a comic book, yes. yes. Uh, features Batman, but obviously part of the Justice League, so part of the the DC's version of the Avengers. I do believe yeah. it's. A, 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 I do believe it's not very well looked upon in the comic world as well. It's alright, you know. I mean, I. I, I tried to um, uh, a couple of years ago at the uh, at Thought Bubble, the Leeds yeah. um, comic, oh, comic book, art festival, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, festival for you know famous for lots of teenage comic, uh, lots of teenage cosplay that's very unsettling. Um, but, unsettling, um, but yeah, there's um, <laughs> lots of big hair and big scythes and guns and things. But yeah. uh, um, but anyway, I, lots I, of people dressed as Final Fantasy characters, essentially. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, went went along and thought well, one year because I all my previous years I'd got sort of underground indie comics and I thought mm. this year I'm going to go I'm going to try mainstream because in, in complete honesty other than Batman I've not read a lot of Marvel and DC comics no me too, I'm um, too you know I'm, I'm, I've not really delved into that and I thought well I'll get uh, a graphic novel from Marvel get one mm. from DC and I got yeah. Marvel Civil War because I mm. thought that sounds quite climactic yeah. and that was pretty enjoyable it was usual Marvel things shiny American fluff <laughs> uh, you know that's what Marvel does yeah. um, and then I got uh, DC's Final Crisis because I thought ooh that looks good uh, and uh, it had Superman cradling a dead Batman oh, on no. the cover and I was like fuck me this looks amazing you know this is this has got to be the one to read yeah. and I started started reading it, and like I have a passing knowledge of the other DC characters, but essentially it revolves around Darkseid, the the villain of the DC universe, yeah. the Thanos of the DC universe. Darkseid. No, he's Darkseid. It's da- he? spelt Darkseid, but you say Darkseid apparently. Oh. And the uh, creator, Joe Kirby, apparently praised. Was it Joe Kirby? Was he? Ba- uh, either he based him on Richard Nixon. Oh, um, so, wank. It's, um, it's written Darkseid. But he, uh, he he um is destroying. All of existence. He's sucking all of existence down his massive anus of pain. And uh, this includes <laughs> the past, the present. It's, it's what I do every yeah. single day. It's what we did before we started recording this it's podcast, true. actually. He sucked me down his anus. I mean, in honesty, given the inordinate amount of time it took you to get ready for this podcast. Sorry. Fiddling with batteries. You know, if, if, what, if that counted as four Batteries. Player, d- d- looking Bat- for... Batteries. Ba- yes, batteries. batteries. Yes. There's uh, oh, that, that on top. Really... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Killed but yes, killed killed my amazing joke there. But Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say was if the amount of time you took to get ready for this podcast counted as foreplay, I'd be dry as a bone. Oh well, there we go. Yes, let's bollocks about your comics. Yes, um, so but essentially, um, this this uh, story with Darkseid sucking everything down into his anus of pain, including yeah. the past, present, and future. Um, it's got all these superheroes and he starts like you know he makes all the world evil he turns everybody yeah. on the planet evil with the um the the uh, apocalypse algorithm or something or other some other shite yeah. but everybody becomes evil and Lex Luthor even thinks oh Christ this is a bit bad um, yeah. and uh, it boils down to the fact that you've got all these superheroes you've got superheroes you've got yeah. Superman you've got Wonder Woman Green Lantern Aquaman and then this fucking Aquaman <laughs> Aquaman right you know then this fucking Batman sat there and you've got to think they're all in Superman's Fortress of Solitude yeah. and they're going right this is really bad shit Darkseid is, yeah. is fucking as royal he's, I, every, he's destroying everything and Batman's, like, I got and a Batman's like yeah we need to do something about this and like why nobody goes what the 
fuck are you doing here? Yeah, You're yeah. a bloke in a bat suit. <laughs> yeah. like, I can, I've got an invisible plane. I, and he's like, I can see through things. I can burn things with my eyes. Superman and... could just go X-ray vision. You're Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so, you know. Uh. But yeah, uh, watch the, the Justice League Crisis on Two Earths movie. And uh, basically... There's parallel universe where Lex Luthor's good and the Joker's good, and um, Lex Luthor comes into the DC universe and goes, "Look, I'm good, Lex Luthor." Uh, and if you don't believe me, Batman, look in my chest, and you'll see that all my organs are the other way around. Right. And so Superman looks and goes, "Yeah, they are. Or you must be from a parallel universe, because that's obviously one of the rules of parallel Apparently universe. So, yeah, you know, yeah. like you know, multiple." Uh, universe, you have your organs on the yeah. other side. Um, but then they go, right, so what's, what's the problem? He goes, oh, well, the uh, uh, Justice League and my universe are all evil and right. they're going to destroy everything. And they go, wow, we better sort that out. And uh, <laughs> and Batman goes, nah. And they go, what? what dude, you know, we, we're, we're superheroes. Goes, and Batman's like, fuck that, we've got our own problems. No, you you, you do whatever you want, prance about in your yeah. tights and fly around, but I've got shit to do here. Yeah. And they go, oh, oh all right. Okay, and so they're all apart from Batman go to the other universe. Right. And then uh, they go through... And Batman just broods. Batman stays on the space station fixing things. Because yeah. he's like, dude, we've got we've just put a teleporter in. You know, we've got to, we've got to set it up. I need to read the manual. Is he there and, with, what is it, Martian Manhunter or whatever he's called? Uh, he, he doesn't appear, I don't think. Uh. But no, it's... They're over in the other universe, and they're, and they're fighting these these evil versions of themselves. Because there's Ultraman, who's Superman. Ultraman, but, yeah, and he's essentially Superman, but with a fatter neck. He's Superman <laughs> crossed with Marcus Phoenix, the love child of <laughs> Superman and Marcus Phoenix. You have a little and thin goatee beard. Yeah, and there's the um, the, the evil evil Batman, which Ooh. is uh, Owl Man. Oh, you just mentioned Owl yes, Man. I mentioned Owl Man. Um, looks. Exactly. I want to say exactly like Night Owl from Watchmen. I mean, oh dear. exactly like Night Owl from Watchmen, <laughs> and voiced by James Woods. Ah, and piece of candy. None of the people. <laughs> Ooh, piece <of> candy. <laughs> what none realise on the evil universe is that Owlman actually wants to uh, detonate a universe bomb in uh, Universe Zero, which is the the centre of all universes, and he, he wants to detonate this bomb and destroy all of reality. Wait, wait that, this sounds stupid. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, essentially, um, a lot of the other supervillains then go through to the uh, normal universe, and Batman's there, and he goes, the fuck? And they go, ah, oh, who are you? Oh, you Owlman's gay brother. You know, and, then, um, and he goes, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he, and he fights them for a bit. And then a lot of other superheroes who I have no idea who they are, there's a guy with an afro, I think Black Dynamite turns up, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> and then they all kick their ass. Oh, is it um, Cyborg? No, oh, I don't know. So, I'm, I'm trying shit. to think of black superheroes from DC and in Cyborg. Power woman. Man? Or was that Marvel? Oh, I can't, I well, either way, you know, they, they kick some ass, and then on the other side, on the other universe, they kick an ass, and eventually they kind of win. And I think, um, I think Batman actually goes through to Universe Zero with <laughs> Owl Man. Yeah. And uh, James Woods is going, now, Batman, you, you don't understand. You know, the, the, the only meaningful thing to do is to destroy all reality. And uh, and Batman goes, you're a dickhead. And then the fight a bit. <laughs> and then um, and then leaves the bomb with him, and then it's done. And afterwards, I thought, right, that's kind of past some of my geeky lust. Um, but honestly, this was bollocks. And I do feel that whenever Batman enters the the DC universe proper, he's kind of shit. You know, he's still a hard man, but the DC, I think the DC universe itself is a it's, bit flawed. He, he's unique within it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's. It's a bit weird. And join us next week when Ad will summarise another crap comic. <laughs>
<laughs> what, what were we even talking about? Oh, fucking Oh, I, no, we just finished uh, Batman Begins. Yeah, Let's talk we, about Dark Knight. All right, Dark Knight. Okay, so um, uh, D- Dark Knight... Is the best of the three. The but- absolute most, you know, praiseworthy movie. Yeah. Um, one of the descriptions I heard from it was that it could be basically heat until Batman turns up in his tights and his, uh, his yeah. pointy ears. It's... A brilliant film, and it it, def- it defies criticism in the sense that when people start to pick apart the logic of it, yeah, you go, you're forgetting the point. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I think the other two Batman films, you can pick holes in the in the the realism. It sticks the- out. The first and the third one feel a bit like companion pieces, and the second one is something else. It's the peak, you know. Yeah. Um, and to go back to a point I mentioned probably about a fucking hour ago, mm. um, <laughs> about the Joker, and we were talking about the Joker's origin and. Yeah. How I think you were talking about Jack Nicholson's origin as a mini seems scary because he was part of Batman's past. He was part yeah. of Bruce Wayne's past. The fact that what I absolutely adore and one of my pet peeves with superhero movies is giving villains origins and humanizing them. Yeah, and yeah. it's not that I don't want them to be three dimensional, mm. but it's just if you humanize them, like Spider Man Two was just an awful movie in my eyes because yeah. you had this ridiculously ham-fisted sort of humanization of Dr. Octopus yeah. and he wasn't scary. Yeah. Uh, he was just a fat bloke who had, had issues with controlling his computer. When you win uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's all <laughs> I kept thinking. Throw the idol to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. He, um, they, they didn't give the Joker an origin at all. There was mm. no rhyme or reason to what he did. Well, they even went. They even went further than that, and not only didn't give him an origin story, but had him tell his own origin stories. Yeah. Twice or three times. Three times. Three times. Three different ones. And I remember that the first time he said it when I was watching it mm. in the cinema. And he talks about like, oh, you look like my father. I yeah, hate it. Yeah, his father. father cut his cheeks. You know, yeah. and then um, and I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's yeah. kind of robbed a bit of the terror. And then when he goes on and goes like, I had a wife once. Yeah, yeah. And he cut his cheeks because <laughs> yeah. she got injured and yeah. then she didn't like and, him. So oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's that point when you go, fuck, this is special. Yeah. And it was it was a phenomenally well made film. The second one, and for me, I mean. Uh, I know it's sort of cliched to say this about people who are no longer with us, but Heath Ledger carried it. He's just yeah. so good as a Joker. Posthumous Oscar, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's to, really he, good. And I don't believe that was jumping on any kind of bandwagon. No. He, he deserved that Oscar. He took the Joker in a completely new direction that no one else had ever took it. Yeah. Um, just even the way he looks and the way he held himself, he's very stooped and sort of hunched over. And, Twitchy. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a scary, threatening character yeah um, like, and every moment he was on screen that film was electric it was yeah it was uh, especially the scene in the um qu- questioning room with him and batman that seems the great interrogation, yes. yeah 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 it's it's that moment it's it's after batman begins you're watching batman build his strength yeah and become amazing yeah, yeah. and then in the second film he starts amazing and yeah. it gets to that point when he's cornered the Joker and you think, right, Batman's going to show you who's boss. Yeah. And he starts beating the living shite out of him. Yeah, he does. And he just goes, you have nothing to threaten me with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just go, shit. Because <laughs> Bat- Batman thinks everything is entirely physical and the Joker realises it isn't. Yeah. It completely isn't. I mean, um, I think on that point we should probably talk about, uh, which we haven't actually spoken about yet, about the Nolan Batmans, is Christian Bale. Yes, of course, yeah. Um, I think fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in honesty, Batman Begins, his Batman voice mm. was what made me crack up a little bit. And it was, It's not as bad as in the other two. Yeah. 
it's, it's terrible. It gets worse, doesn't it? I mean, there was. Um, it there, there was a bit. I think it's where, oh, oh yeah, and of course Katie Holmes. Yeah. The, the the only part of Batman Begins I felt really didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, but there's a bit when he rescues her from the assassins, oh, and he yeah. just goes like, he's he's sat. They're about three feet. They're as far as me and you are. Is this in other. the railway station? Yeah. And he yeah. goes, Elkonians and the men to kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if I was her, I'd be going, sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah. What, what? what are you talking about? So, um, it, 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 it's the difference between. For some reason, Christian Bale was directed to just put on this terrible voice, which didn't sound very natural, like really bad, mm. like comical, like you said, even. You just crack up at it. Um, whereas um, in stark contrast, you've got the Burton, uh, Keaton, yeah. where his entire, uh, the way he did it was not to sound gruff, to say it very slow and very deliberate. And yeah. quiet. And that was even more threatening. That worked really well. You know, the, who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> he didn't need to shout. He didn't need to make it gruff. At, one so, bit that you know. did work, though, in Batman Begins Me was when he has um, Flash, the corrupt cop. Yeah. He has him up on the um, the bungee cord on the uh, mm. side of the building. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like, where are the drugs going? Yeah, yeah. And he's gone like, um, He's going, no, honestly, I don't know. I swear to God. He goes, swear to me. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, was some, there was some bits that were pretty good, but when he, it's when he, was, when he was being aggressive, that voice works, but yeah. when he's just talking, just chatting, it you know. sounds a bit sick. For me, for me, I think, to be honest, in retrospect, out of the three new Batman films, for me, Batman and Christian Bale are the weakest thing in it. Do you think? I, definitely, definitely. I, re- I don't really... Because... Christopher Nolan was always saying, I'm trying to take the focus away from the villain to make it all about Batman. And when it comes down to it, I don't care about Batman. I know the story about Batman. I don't want to hear him sulking anymore and mm. whinging about his parents dying. People want to know more about the villains because well, I think they this are was power the This was the reason that uh, the, the Dark Knight is the, the, the peak of the, the trilogy because yeah. it's not about Batman. No, it's not. And... It's not about the Joker either. The Joker is a Chris Nolan's words. The Joker's a, a force of nature. Yeah. Um, the film's about Harvey Dent. Yeah, yeah. And there's a man trying to do good the right way, mm. who then gets brought down by these fucking mentalists wearing masks and jumping yeah. off buildings. You know, and um, th- that's the character arc of the film, and the fact that Batman doesn't change much as a character until the very end yeah you know he's very much on the level he's he's wanting to catch the joker he's wanting to save the city he's wanting yeah. to do this one do that um and he's just a classic hero mm. uh despite all the bizarre semantics of the final speech with the oh, he's yeah. not the hero we deserve he's the one that we think we need if bollocks, there's bollocks. um if the gas is left on if, yeah. then we might <laughs> ring him if he's not busy because we deserve that but we don't think we need it we we yeah yeah uh, bollocks and um but it was it was you know the joker and two-faced like you said it was all about the villains yeah um and there's a lot of criticisms to be handed. I mean, a lot of people. There's a there's a 20 minute dissection of Christopher Nolan's shit visual grammar right. on on YouTube where they they dissect the um, armored car sequence where they're transporting Harvey Dent. Oh yeah, yeah. And they say like, if this was something submitted for a film school project, yeah, there would be whole there would be swathes of notes about what he's done wrong or what just violates the general rules. Yeah. Um, and it's all to do with things like, you know, Harvey's in one place, then he's in another, and then yeah. there's the bullet holes, but then they're not there. And, yeah. you know, um, all that aside, 
I do think, yeah, The Dark Knight was just a stunning film. It was great. Um, I think one of, for me, the major problem with The Dark Knight is they killed Harvey Dent. Oh, for fuck's sake, he was great as Two-Face. Yeah, I, really good as Two-Face. And they just went, we'll give you 20 minutes. And, uh, 20 minutes of being shit hot. And it, it, this is the thing. He's overshadowed by Heath Ledger in that film. Only because Heath Ledger's in it more. Yeah. Because his performance in that... Uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. Uh, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, yeah. yeah. Um, he's brilliant because he plays it really subtle. Yeah. But really like someone who's damaged. Yeah. Um, and I really liked his performance in it. Um, and Two-Face looks awesome. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really good. And because uh, after the film, I remember when, when um, spoilers, 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 at the end of the film when it's revealed that he's, he's died. And who who hasn't tri- seen the dark? Yeah, night, I don't know, <laughs> but there's a little tribute at the end, isn't it? Commissioner Gordon talking about. Yeah, him. and I remember afterwards there was loads of fans online saying, "Nah, nah, he's not dead. It's it, the the pretended he's dead." Yeah, because they don't want to taint his memory. La di da di da, and loads of talk from um, film magazines of the same thing. Mm. And in the end, Christopher Nolan, no, he's dead. It's like, uh... D- should we on that note skip to? Dark Knight Rises. I think we should because uh, it's the logical step as it is the next film. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, for me, I mean, I I enjoyed The Dark Knight Rises. To, to criticise, I want to put this into context, to criticise it is to say, you know, like... It's to be picky. It was, yeah, it's to be picky. Uh, but there were things that really got on my nerves with it. Yeah. And to begin with, it committed... What for me personally is a cardinal sin of um, sequential storytelling, shall right. we call it, which was it skipped ahead in time, right? Yeah, and the Matrix did it, uh, endless TV series have done it, yep. And I despise it, I loathe yeah. it with a passion because yeah. what, what happens then is if you skip forward in time your audience loses touch with characters they've grown to know and love because they've watched their story chronologically and yeah. w- along with them every sh- every uh, beat of it they've yeah. seen experience with them. To skip ahead eight years, and I understand the reasons for it, but they skipped ahead eight years when you had no idea what happened to Bruce Wayne. Last time you saw Bruce Wayne, he was uh, running away from a murder scene. He was still hard as nails, and he was, he was fucking Batman. Yeah. And then the skip ahead eight years, he's suddenly... Um, uh, what's he called? Um, a bit bil- crippled. Uh, yeah, billionaire aviator guy. Oh, uh, uh, Howard, uh, Howard Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, he's yeah, suddenly Howard Hughes locked away in his mansion, crippled. Yeah. Um, and you go, oh, oh, I thought I was coming to see Batman. Oh, okay, right, fine, okay, I can deal with this. Yeah. And then they start talking about stuff. They never mention the Joker, and I can no. see his reasons for doing it. But yeah. really, there should have been some mention of that crazy terrorist who brought Gotham to its knees eight yeah. years ago. Um, and obviously, like you said, Harvey Dent's dead, so you've yeah. lost that amazing character. Yeah, they mention um, him though. There's a little. They, they, they talk, talk about, about it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the Harvey. It's Harvey Dent there. Ah, that's um, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, and uh, you know, then you've got Bruce Wayne. He's on a cane, and you, it, immediately you just got. I really, really hope he's pretending because yeah, if he's yeah. not pretending, this film's going to be shit. Yeah. Um. You know, and oh, it just it put me in the wrong mood to begin with well for me the, the entire film I was put off by the entire film by the fact that Batman's hardly fucking in it yes <laughs> uh, I mean 
everything else I liked. I liked Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. I thought she was a great Catwoman to give a correct backstory, as it were. I liked Tom Hardy as Bane, although they didn't push Bane as far as I think they could have pushed it. It's just basically like, he's a muscly dude and can't breathe. Whereas, I think that is probably taking him a little bit too far away from what he is in the comic books, yeah. which is a guy who served his father's prison sentence because his father died, and he sentenced it from the day he was born. He, he actually went to prison in South America from the day he was born to serve this prison sentence. Grew up in solitary confinement, was the only person in the prison when they started doing experiments with a drug called Venom. Only person who could actually physically take this drug which turns you into a super soldier and actually survive and then escapes and goes to Gotham for a challenge none of that's there for Bane no you... none apart from escaping from prison yeah he um on on that note where the fuck is this prison because if it's it, it's implied that it's in the middle of the desert yeah and it's implied it's somewhere in in the Middle East say uh, so say for example it's in uh, Afghanistan yeah. okay there's a prison there's a hall in the desert in Afghanistan and it's full of people who have pissed off the League of Shadows yeah um, and they've clearly got great chiropractic uh, there because Batman has his spine sticking out his back and they pop it back in and, he, and then he does sit-ups and he's fine yeah in about um, a week but like th- this prison is there okay so Bane gets him kicks the shit out of him uh, break, that that scene actually on on a on another note That's that scene t- is stunning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know which would break first, your soul or your body. Oh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> snap. Let's uh, not stand on ceremony here, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wayne. <laughs> but, um, I've got the <laughs> but yeah, he, um, he beats the shit out of him in the sewers. Um, then presumably hops on a plane, flies to Afghanistan. Dumps him in there because your punishment must be more severe. Yeah, <laughs> and then flies back to Gotham. Yeah, you know this—that's a long flight. Yeah, gets back to Gotham. Bruce Wayne's there for months, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, he's there for months, months re- recuperating from his severed spine, which no one would recuperate from. Um, obviously, yeah, great chiropractic in the yeah. desert halls. Um, and then, don't um, they just string him up on a rope? They string him on a rope, and he pops it back in, yeah. and then it's fine. There's ah, no antibiotics, no physiotherapy, nothing. nothing. Um, but yeah, he then. You know, spends fucking two hours of the movie climbing out of a hall. Yeah. Um, gets out and then teleports to Gotham. Yeah. And he's <laughs> no passport, no money, nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, it. It. This is the thing. It. It. It is ruined by the fact that for a film series that the director said we're trying to root in reality yeah. is completely removed from reality. Yeah. And it's this is, far more cartoony than a lot of the other films. This is what I was... I mean, this was, again, the original uh, thought for the, the, the topic of the of the podcast was suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And we were going to talk about The Dark Knight Rises in particular with suspension mm. of disbelief because as outlandish as the other two films are, because you've got one with... Um, a lunatic with fear gas yeah. uh, and an evil organization that's going to make a whole city kill itself with fear. Yeah. Okay. You, you buy that because mm. the film's made correctly. Yeah. Um, then you've got the second film with a psychotic clown controls all of the criminal underworld and tries to bring a whole city to its knees. Yeah. And for some reason, this the FBI or anybody don't get involved. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you buy it because yeah. it's it's made correctly. Yeah. Then in this one, it suddenly goes 
so outlandish. Yeah. You know, it's like we've got a, a wrestler um, and he's... Well, that's uh, the thing. In, in, in the comics, he's South American, so it makes sense that his mask is what it is. It's, uh, yeah. Is it Luchadero, is it referred to as? Is it the Mexican wrestling? The sort of Mexican mask? wrestling. And that makes yeah. sense. Whereas they adapted it for this and went, oh, well, he just got beat up a bit and we'll just give him some breathing apparatus, even though there's no apparatus on him, it's just a mask. It, it was sort of like it was sort of like they fought they had a character or an idea for a character and they sort of forced Bane onto it. They went, Well put wrap Bane yeah. around that and that can be Bane. As much as I like Tom Hardy, in that film it was I, I don't know, it was like his, his performance was it was it was a great performance, but it wasn't Bane. It was Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. He, he looked great. He, he was very imposing, but I, I just don't know. It wasn't Bane. It was like they just went, we need a villain for this film. Let's wrap an idea around an existing character rather than taking an existing character and taking strands of that and making that into a character. Yeah. It was it was weird. It was, and he went out like a bitch. Yeah, and um, let's be honest... Of any villain whose weakness is being punched in the face really hard, there's a there's a bit of a bit of a lack of thought gone into the writing process. There. I mean, as well as that, I don't understand how Batman went and like healed in the desert for a little bit, and then when he came back to Gotham, he all of a sudden knew how to fight Bane. Well, that was it as well. He didn't use his smarts because that was the point. He he made Batman look like a wimp, and mm. it, they, they'd filmed it exactly like that. Like I said, that stunning scene where he gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Um, all of his normal tricks, he just assumed he would walk in, beat the shit out of him and be done. Yeah. And he goes to punch him, he grabs his hand, and there's that sort of line like, um, oh, you trained in the shadows. Yeah. I was born in them. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah. and uh, he, he then just, because Batman, he throws him on the ground, Batman throws one of his little gadgets up and it bursts around his head yeah. and he just stands staring at him. I think he smashes it with his hand, doesn't he, I think? Uh, no, he just, it just got, it? he throws something up and it just goes yeah. around his head and Bane just kind of looks at him like, you dickhead, that's a <laughs> <Yeah>. firework. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But then, yeah, it kicks the living shit out of him. And... Um, he, you know, he then got, like you said, goes. He has a broken spine. He gets a bit better. And bear in mind, he is meant to be an old man. He has. He had yeah. to put a robotic leg brace on to oh, heal he did, yeah, yeah. all of his wounds. <laughs> you know, the doctor goes, "You've got no cartilage between any of your joints," and he goes, "Oh, I've got this robotic leg brace. I'll put it on that one knee. Yeah, I'll be all right." Yeah. You know, so he probably doesn't have that leg brace anymore mm. either in the prison. Um, and then goes there, uh, gets. Gets a bit better, does as a montage of sit ups and you know chin ups and things, and then uh, climbs out of a hole and uh, goes back to Gotham, and then suddenly he goes up to this guy, presumably weaker than before, and he doesn't use any kind of intelligent tactics. He just fights him, and yeah. all the other films are at odds with that because with the Joker he had to use like his faith in people to beat the Joker. Yeah. Because the Joker actually kicks the shit out of him, he beats him with a metal pole, and he does, yeah, you know, um, and but he just goes back to Bane and just fights him again. Well, and well that's the thing. I mean, the entire point of Bane in the comic books was n- not only is he vastly superior physically to Batman, he is also his equal mentally. Yeah, he's a very intelligent person. None of that came across in the new Batman. I film. don't know. He came across as as, as intelligent, maybe intelligent, but not. The world's greatest detective intelligence. No, no. <laughs> but then again, I don't think Christian Bale ever came across as the world's greatest in- detective. It always seemed to me that Christian Bale went, I have technology. Technology will fix things for me. And there was none, there was none of that detective yeah. thing there. And it came from detective comics, and he is the world's greatest detective. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think 
I think to summarise those three films, though, I think Dark Knight's undoubtedly the best of the three. Oh yeah. Um, but I have this niggling feeling that in the next few years, I, I don't think they're going to be looked upon as fondly as perhaps they are now. I don't I, know. I, I think there's there's a generation of people will remember them mm. as they are, and I don't believe there's, there's going to be a reboot yeah, of the um, very, very soon, because they're going to obviously get him in the Justice League movie, which will yeah. obviously be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but um, the... I, I do think that people will remember those movies as they do the Burton ones. Do you think? I, I really do, mm. yeah. Um, I think they're unique enough to stand on their yeah. own. They're fondly, like you know, like I say, if if only for Dark Knight, yeah, and yeah. then people watch the other two as companion pieces like you call Perhaps, them, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think they will be remembered very, very fondly. Mm. Um, well, we'll but, we will see in the, in the coming years. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm very interested to see where the sort of cinematic outings of Batman goes next because uh, it uh, well chances are it's going to be horrible <laughs> yes uh, it could be good we never well uh, the the original idea for the Justice League movie was that oh, Ar- Army Hammer the face of the uh, twins in the social network oh yeah yeah uh, was going to be playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman uh, then there was obviously that internet rumour recently that it was going to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Who was in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, um, who, who then, um, you know, because then there was the idea that, oh, is this going to be connected to Nolan's universe? Because is he going to be this... being Batman but yeah. playing Robin? They've said know? no, though, haven't they? Joseph Gordon-Levitt has publicly yeah. said, no, that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact is, the, you know, as much as I admire the guy as an actor, he's he's not... It's not even a Michael Keaton level of believability. No. He could not be Batman. No, he couldn't. Um, he couldn't. But uh, yeah, there's there's all sorts of things flying around. Basically, they are going to reboot him, and we're, we're just going to have to, you know, <laughs> deal with it. Be like good bitches, you know, knuckle down, bite hard, think of England. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's just going to happen. Um, but yeah, that that is. Uh, the future of the Batman. There's probably going to be new Batman movies. Yeah, there will be. Uh, I don't believe anybody's going to tackle it in the same way that Nolan did, nor will they do it in the same way that Burton did. Nah. Um, nah. I just, I actually think if if the Justice League movie is in any way not shit, <laughs> um, and this is the level we're going at, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. you know, yeah. shit or not shit. Yeah. Um, if it's not shit, then. Um, the Batman movie that results from it will be in the same tone as the Justice League movie. I think you're right there. Definitely. Yeah. I think you definitely are. Well, to summarise, shall we um, just quickly, um, out of all of the things we've discussed there, what's your favourite Batman outing? My favourite Batman outing? Shit. Um, see, I love The Dark Knight, but personally, for me, it would either be... Mask of the Phantasm or Arkham Asylum, the video game, mm. in complete honesty. I'm, I'm pushing towards Arkham Asylum, but still 1989's Batman for me, I'm afraid. Yeah, still a Burton, it's, Burton bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 we'll be doing a Burton special at some point soon, and you will hear my venom spew forth. Uh, but until then, it's my uh, it's still my favourite Batman film. But, really? Well, anyway, add, you know... 
that's been fun and all that, spouting shit about Batman. Thank you very much for joining me. No problem, and anytime. It, well, you will be on anytime because you live just down the road. <laughs> You'll be my little podcast bitch. Nice one, yes. yes. So would you like to say bye-bye, Ad? I will say bye-bye. And uh, also, if, if you have actually listened this long, then yeah, uh, pl- please pl- pl- check plug out... Yeah, plug your blog. Please check out my blog uh, with sporadic updates. Um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, iamayuselessman.wordpress.com. Thank you very much. Yes. You check it out. It's it's amusing. It tickles my uh, funny bone. It tickles all your bones. It tickles all <laughs> my bones. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. And we will see you next time. See you later.